Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome into this week's edition of the Believe in Tobacco Road podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stone. A lot to get to on this week's show. Of course, we'll recap last week's games involving Tobacco Road schools. Also, give out my first edition of the ACC Power Rankings this week and give you the uh, the picks and the best bets for the games in the ACC this week. But to uh, to start out, uh, going back to uh, to last week's games, it was an interesting week for uh, Tobacco Road schools because it was the first week in a while uh, where we had all four Tobacco Road schools uh, in action. So a lot to uh, to talk about in terms of uh, of game context. Uh, but starting out with last Friday night, Wake Forest getting their first win of the season over Campbell. They put up a school record 66 points. Now, it's Campbell. you got to keep things in perspective. Campbell's 0-4 for a reason. When you've played as poorly as Wake Forest has uh, to, uh, to this point in the, uh, in the season, you take what you can get. You can't be but, uh, but so picky in these, uh, in these spots and, you know, terrific game on the ground from Christian Beal Smith as he had 20 carries, uh, for 130 yards and, uh, and three touchdowns in that game. Uh, Wake is off again this week. So you get a, a confident couple weeks of practice, uh, from your, uh, your Demon Deacon squad. If you're, uh, Coach Clawson in, uh, in company before you hop back in to ACC play and they're going to need the confidence because when they get back into ACC play, they go to, they play UVA and Virginia Tech, uh, which have both looked pretty impressive so far this, uh, this season. Uh, then they get, Sarah, then they go to Syracuse, to UNC, to Duke, and to Louisville. So four straight road games after those two home games against the, uh, the Virginia schools. So it's still a very daunting schedule for, uh, for Wake Forest going forward the, uh, the rest of the season. Uh, but to have at least gotten that goose egg out of the win column and gotten yourself, uh, some kind of confidence going forward for the rest of the season if you're, uh, if you're the Demon Deacons. So, uh, you do have to like that if you're, uh, your Coach Clawson and, uh, and company, uh, looking at, uh, at that. Uh, also speaking of the, uh, the Tobacco Road schools, uh, you also had, uh, Virginia, uh, UNC going on the road to Boston College. Was, was a little disappointed with UNC's performance. I, I thought they would dominate this game after a couple weeks off. Instead, uh, they came out, looked pretty rusty. Um, you know, actually, I mean, really, it didn't seem, they didn't seem that rusty until the second half when they really struggled, uh, to move and score the ball. They got off to a pretty good start offensively, and you know they ran the ball uh, exceptionally well. Michael Carter, 16 carries, 121 yards. Javante Williams, 11 carries for uh, for 57 yards. So uh, you certainly have to like that if you're uh, your UNC. And Sam Howe didn't play bad either. 225 yards, two touchdowns, and a uh, an interception. Uh, your, your run defense looked good, which I think is a big thing for UNC going into this week's matchup with Virginia Tech. More on that later. However, you gave up 313 yards and two touchdowns through the air. So that secondary uh, may be becoming a little bit of a concern for uh, for UNC. But but nonetheless, you're 2-0. and You're 2-0 in conference play. It was understandable to have some rust coming out of this game. Just a game that I thought uh, they would be more dominant in uh, than they were. Uh, so, you know, at least uh, against this Boston College team. But... It's a win on the road. Uh, they don't necessarily all have to uh, have to be pretty. You'll uh, you'll take it 
if you're uh, your Mac Brown and uh, and company in that spot. Uh, the upset of the week, NC State against Pitt. We talked about this game last week, obviously, and it was a game where I thought the line was about right at uh, at 14 points, and I was wrong. Uh, you know, Devin Leary in at quarterback for uh, for NC State uh, provided them the confidence boost that they needed. Uh, you know, put up 13 points in the fourth quarter uh, to end up uh, winning that game. Came from behind in the fourth quarter to win that game, 32 to 29. And Devin Leary led a late drive to uh, to pull off that victory. So you you really have to like uh, what you saw uh, from NC State uh, and Devin Leary. If you're uh, your coach Doran and company, uh, you know he 336 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. He was 28 of 44. Uh, and you know as far as you know the, defensively, uh, they gave up 411 pass yards. You don't necessarily love that, but Kenny Pickett. Uh, is a pretty good quarterback. Uh, they were much better on the ground uh, defensively this week, holding Pitt to 92 yards on 37 carries, so just two and a half yards per carry. Uh, for the first time this season, though, NC State themselves struggled to uh, to run the ball. 30 carries for 62 yards at uh, at two yards per carry. But nonetheless, I mean, you're two and one now, and two and one in conference play. And even though you got uh, embarrassed on the road at Virginia Tech. Uh, you're still on the plus. Duke fell to 0-4 on Saturday as they took on Virginia Tech. But uh, one of their more competitive games of the season as they only lost 38-31, to uh, 31, a game where I really thought that the Blue Devils uh, would get absolutely hammered uh, because Virginia Tech had run the ball so well the week before against uh, NC State. But, you know, Chase Bryce really played, you know, a pretty solid game for, uh, for Duke at quarterback. Um, they just... They just can't seem to get over the hump in terms of, of being able to uh, to win these games. Uh, I mean, Chase Bryce, you know, when you look at what he was able to do, uh, he was 22 of 39, 271, a touchdown and an interception. I mean, he out, he grossly outplayed Braxton Burmeister, the quarterback from uh, from Virginia Tech. Uh, the problem was the Hokies again on the ground were just absolutely dominant. 324 yards on 50 carries. Six and a half yards uh, per carry. You're gonna have a hard time beating anybody if you can't <laughs> if you're giving up six and a half yards per carry and 324 yards on the ground. One thing Duke did do a significantly better job of this week, though, and that was taking care of the football. Only one turnover on Saturday against Virginia Tech, which is shocking because I, I thought you know Virginia Tech would win this game in a landslide because of the way Duke had turned it had 14 turnovers through three games. Um, so, I mean, they, they only had one on Saturday, so uh, a big-time improvement in terms of, of taking care of the ball for uh, for Duke on Saturday. You have to like uh, that improvement if you're, uh, if you're Coach, uh, you know, Coach Cutcliffe and company as they look forward the rest of the season. But uh, it, it's still an uphill battle for this uh, this Duke team. Power rankings of the season, now that I've gotten to see every team at least a couple times. Um, we'll start at the bottom, and we'll start there with the Duke Blue Devils. I mean, 0-4, 0-4 in conference play, 15 turnovers in four games. That kind of speaks for itself. Duke at number 15. Florida State is number 14 because they really haven't been, I'm not sure they've even been better than uh, Duke necessarily. I just think Florida State actually has more talent, and that talent isn't necessarily the problem for the Seminoles, it's a culture problem there at uh, at Florida State. 
at this point that Mike Norvell and company are having a really hard time fixing. Uh, but they did get their first win this past Saturday, so maybe uh, that'll start to kind of turn things around for the Seminoles. 13-12, uh, 11-13-12 uh, are pretty nip and tuck to me. This is kind of like a third group of teams in the ACC that you could maybe put in any order. But at 13, I'll put Wake uh, just because they have not won a conference game yet, whereas these other two teams have. Uh, but I'm not necessarily sure that Wake Forest wouldn't beat these two teams on a neutral, on a, uh, you know, in a game. Uh, but I'll put the Demon Deacons at uh, 13. At 12, Georgia Tech, I, you know, big win to start the season over Florida State, obviously, uh, but haven't really done much since to, uh, to capitalize on that, uh, that win. Uh, we'll see if, uh, they can, you know, kind of start the turnaround again when they get back in uh, in action on Friday against Louisville. At number 11, Syracuse, after picking up their first conference win over Georgia's pick a few weeks ago, which is Louisville ahead of Boston College, is because I think offensively, talent-wise and explosion-wise, I think Louisville's better. I do think Boston College has the better defense, but Louisville, I think, is a tougher matchup because they can put up points in uh, in bunches. Uh, at number eight, Pitt coming off the loss to uh, to NC State. Pitt probably would have been in the top five uh, last week, so that loss to NC State dropping them down quite a bit. Uh, they didn't necessarily play bad in that game. I uh, was more impressed with NC State than unimpressed necessarily with uh, with Pitt in that uh, in that game. Speaking of NC State, they're now at number seven. They probably would have been at like eleven last week after their performance uh, against Virginia Tech, but was thoroughly impressed with how they bounced back. With Devin Leary at quarterback, uh, have a nice, nice set of backs in the uh, in the backfield. The defense, obviously, is still a work in progress for the uh, for the Wolfpack uh, after giving up over 400 yards passing, but good enough for them to currently be sitting at number seven. Uh, UVA is off to a two and zero start in uh, in ACC play. Uh, they have looked uh, looked pretty good so far, especially uh, on the defensive side of the ball. They got off to a, a little bit. Uh, of a rocky start. Excuse me, Virginia's one and one so far. I forgot they played. Forgot they played Clemson uh, last week, and that was you know certainly an uphill climb. But they looked impressive even in that loss to Clemson. The fact that they were able to keep it pretty competitive throughout that game as they you know fell by uh, by 17 points. Uh, and after a sluggish start in their first game against Duke, they really dominated and put that game away. Uh, Brendan Armstrong has been pretty impressive at quarterback so far this season for the Wahoos, and I think uh, Coach Mendenhall and company are, are, are on the right track there in Charlottesville to build a successful program for years to come. At number five, it's the Virginia Tech Hokies. Uh, you know, despite really not having a quarterback so far this season, with the absence of Hendon Hooker, they're two and zero, and they've been impressive in their ability to uh, to run the ball, averaging over six yards. Per carry so far this uh, this season, uh, their defense was a little underwhelmed by that uh, on Saturday as they took on uh, Duke. That that's a little concerning as they go into this matchup with uh, with UNC on Saturday. But nonetheless, their ability to run the ball has been thoroughly impressive so far this season for the Hokies. At number four, we'll kind of get to see this uh, this shake out shake itself out a little bit on a couple of these because at number four it's UNC. Uh, in the power rankings, they just haven't been emphatic this season is the word I'm looking for. They just haven't been that impressive outside of one quarter. 
dominated South Florida. That uh, they've been pretty dominant so far this uh, this season, uh, and really no reason to have them uh, any lower than this at two and zero. And they'll be three and zero after they take on Florida State on Saturday. Uh, sitting at number two, I've got Miami over Notre Dame right now. Miami has just been more impressive and more of a wow factor. You know, wins over over Louisville, uh, a win, a dominant win over Florida State, and they beat uh, a pretty good UAB team uh, as well. So uh, they've played a little bit tougher schedule than Notre Dame to uh, to this point, and I think they've been a little bit more impressive and, and more in, the, uh, in the ACC. Speaking of that. Let's get into our picks and best bets this week for uh, the ACC. We'll start, of course, with the Tobacco Road schools. Uh, three of them are kicking off at noon, or the three that are playing are all kicking off in the noon hour on Saturday. We'll start with Virginia Tech on the road at UNC. Depends on where you see the line, but it's currently sitting uh, four and a half to five for uh, for UNC uh, in uh, in this one. Um, I. <laughs> It's tough to say, and I really don't know. It's kind of hard to even know what uh, Virginia Tech is going out. UNC is the more talented team, and after the way that Virginia Tech struggled a little bit against the pass against Duke, I do think there's opportunities for Sam Howell and the, and the Tar Heels there to make some big plays. Uh, so I, I do think UNC probably wins the game, but five maybe a touch too much. So plus five for Virginia Tech would be my bet for uh, for that one. NC State on the road at uh, at UVA. Uh, Virginia is a nine point favorite. Uh, a, a little surprised that it's that much after what uh, what NC State did last week, going on the road to beat Pitt. Maybe they're anticipating a little bit. So Duke going on the road at Syracuse. Somehow Duke is a two and a half point favorite on the road at Syracuse, and I don't know why. Uh, take Syracuse. Take the points. There is no reason to think. Duke is going to win this game, yet they have not given us a reason to think uh, that they are going to win a game yet uh, this uh, this season. Other games in the uh, in the ACC, Friday night you've got Louisville on the road at Georgia Tech. The Cardinals are a four-and-a-half point favorite. I would say take the Cardinals in this spot. I know they've struggled, uh, but they're coming off a week off, chance to fix some things for Scott Satterfield and company. I just don't think Georgia Tech can score with Louisville at all, and I think the Cardinals – uh, end up covering that by a touchdown or more. Uh, Pitt on the road at Boston College. Uh, the worst thing that could have happened for Boston College is Pitt losing that game last Saturday to what uh, to NC State. Uh, so I think that ultimately Pitt will uh, will bounce back strong and be uh, be too much win that game by a touchdown or more. Miami on the road at Clemson. Uh, probably the smallest spread you will see for Clemson this season outside of maybe, or outside of probably the Notre Dame game, uh, and maybe the ACC championship game, depending on what that matchup is. But it's minus 14 currently for Clemson. I think that line's about right. Miami is in a prove it spot. Um, this is by far their toughest test. They're on the road at Clemson. I, I take Clemson in this spot. I just think Clemson they haven't. I know they kind of underwhelmed a little bit at Virginia last week. Give Virginia some credit there, but also I don't think Clemson has had to play their best game yet. They'll play their best game to prove a point on Saturday night. So I like the Tigers minus four Miami. That'll do it for this week's edition of the Believe in Tobacco Road podcast. As always, you can get it wherever you can get, you get podcasts: Apple, Spotify 
or anywhere else. Again, make sure you tune back in next week for our next episode. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.